How's it going, folks? We have a special guest here for episode number six of the Talking Heel podcast. We got the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only, only Mounties Corner is on the line with me here today. And we're going to talk about No Mercy this upcoming Sunday. We're going to talk about a few other things. Ric Flair, Impact Wrestling, WWE's house show attendance, and a little bit more. So what's going on, Mounties Corner? How you doing tonight? Mr. Heal by Nature. This is unbelievable. It's such a great honor to be on this podcast. I want to say thank you very much for having me, first and foremost. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, actually. And uh, again, it's just a big honor, and I want to say thanks. Yeah, no problem. If you guys don't know Mounties Corner, I would suggest you go check them out on YouTube. Link is in the description if you are watching here on YouTube. Uh, if you're not and you're listening on iTunes, just search up Mounties Corner on YouTube. He has some of the best reaction videos. So for any major events that happen in the WWE, the Mounties Corner is recording. It's unscripted. He just goes, records, and then his reaction. And some of them are just like awesome. So check it out definitely. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thanks. <laughs> not a problem, man. So No Mercy is coming up this Sunday. And as far as the card goes, we have a few, like, WrestleMania-caliber matches. And mm -hmm. let's get into some predictions. And I'm also going to get into some of the betting odds here. Um, no smart money has come in for these betting odds, but we can still kind of gauge where some people are betting to see who wins or who loses this upcoming Sunday. In the pre-show, right now, uh, they just announced today it is Apollo Crews of the Titus brand versus Elias Sampson. Who do you mm -hmm. got there, Mounties Corner? Uh, this is this is a no-brainer for me. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is Elias's pay-per-view debut, even though it is on the pre-show, on the kickoff. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a bad way to start it off, uh, I'm not going to lie. I I'd love to see him on the main card sooner rather than later, but you got to start somewhere, and there's no better way, in my opinion, than to kick it off with a win. Um no doubt in my mind that Elias is going to win this one. Even, dare I say it, he might win clean, even in the heel. Maybe, you know, not super clean, but, you know, in a heel-ish fashion. Mm -hmm. or, you know, but he's definitely getting the pinfall, I think. What about you? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Elias, um, as far as what they're doing with him, they're, they're giving him TV time. He's a pretty decent heel. He's okay in the ring. He's annoying as hell, but that's what a heel's supposed to be like. And definitely Elias for the win here. I'm interested to see, though, how Titus will react to the fact that Apollo is getting pinned, if he's going to be upset about it or if he's just going to brush it off. Because Titus, right now, he has turned a leaf in terms of his heel tactics. He's kind of understanding a little bit more that not all of his guys are going to win always. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like he... Um hit a little bit of the ground running with the uh, Titus brand once he had Tazawa in and uh, and Tazawa won the uh, the cruiserweight so that's why I, I was a little bit surprised when it kind of went back on Neville because I felt like they they were starting to get something going in that little Titus brand faction so it was a little bit disappointing for me to see that okay you know they 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 took that title I know it's the cruiserweights but still like it's it's, a it's still yeah and it's still something for their little faction for them to be a little bit arrogant in a face way or uh, a heel way however way they want it to go I'm glad that they're sort of doing something with Apollo um that they you know 
teamed him up with somebody because it just seems like he's just a lost cause out there with zero personality and just just a guy who comes out and smiles and there's really not much to him other than his look he's got a great look um but it's just like when his theme music hits like i just don't care is it just me you know what i totally agree with you uh he's got a good look the unfortunate thing is he he doesn't know how to work on the mic he's not good on the mic um it's great that he now has titus with him in order to basically be kind of be a spokesperson and that whole dynamic with the titus brand it's kind of goofy it's kind of quirky it's a little unorthodox they got tozawa in there i just think um the way they're doing it none of those guys really need to be champions to be over the brand as a whole is over with the fans is something almost like a novelty it gets you know kids laughing it gets people being like okay you know this is something that's lighthearted. titus is on you know is on tv you know what i mean yeah, and they need that too, especially with Enzo and Cass sort of splitting up. Yeah, and, definitely, uh, definitely. Th- things of that nature. Like you need that sort of downtime, if you will, or that, mm-hmm. or those funny segments, like you know when like Santino would be on TV yeah, or so- something to that degree. So I, I, I do like the fact that they're together. And I don't want to see them split up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they still have a good thing going. You know, even if you want to somehow, some way, maybe even bring up Tazawa eventually and tag him up with Apollo, maybe even give them like a tag team run on SmackDown, something like that, just to get their feet wet and see how the audience will really respond. Because I think all of them together, we've seen odd couples work before. Of right? course, of course. With uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan yeah. and uh, The Rock and Mankind. I mean, shh. We could we can go on for a mm-hmm. little bit with that. So sometimes those, as screwed up as it is to just pair up two wrestlers, sometimes there is that little sense of an off, weird chemistry that just just sort of works, and you look forward to seeing them together. Yeah. Not unlike um, also like Fashion Police. Like I don't know about you, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, like, and, and quite honestly, they're over their little Fashion Files uh, thing. They're super over right now. You know, like, is, is, is kind of funny. It, it's starting to get a little annoying with how they're dragging it on, but like, that's yeah. that's just the way it is. But moving on here, we got mm-hmm. now the Fatal 5-Way. It was originally uh, a Fatal 4-Way, uh, but Bailey has been added to it now that she's returned from her shoulder injury. We have Alexa Bliss versus Shaw- Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax versus Emma versus Bailey. Right now, according to the sports books, Alexa Bliss is the favorite to win it. Me personally, I would like to see Nia Jax finally come come through with something. I'm glad you said that because I'm going to agree with you on that and uh it doesn't seem like a lot of people around me are are feeling the same thing. I love I'm a massive Alexa Bliss fan. Oh yeah. Definitely. But I just I really feel like the company itself can really get behind somebody like Nia Jax, especially like, and you're seeing this more and more um, on a non kayfabe level where she's like going to be that plus size model sort of uh, um, role model for those kids and girls out there that maybe they're not perfect sized or what have you. I think that there's something there and they should strike while that iron is hot with Nia and not wait too, too long um, she's got a lot of momentum. She's definitely got a lot better as far as, you know, in ring and uh, a ring presence and psychology. Um, I'd like to see her win that. I mean, 
everybody else in it. I'm glad to see Emma get a chance. I'm not gonna lie, mm -hmm. I can't believe, can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I forgot the hashtag. Hashtag it. Give it. Give Emma a chance. Know? But other than that, it's like, well, Bailey didn't do anything to get in, but no. you know, it's ba it's Bailey, and and her her gimmick is watered down not watered down kind of stale right now i find super stale, super um, stale. yeah and sasha vanks is just kind of there as well because bailey is there and you know it's just it's, it's a lot of the same stuff we've kind of seen i think the fresh thing and the the right decision at this point would be to put the title on naya and just see how it goes see the thing is if they put the title on naya jacks and they let her be herself. I don't know if you follow Naya on Instagram. I do. I do. And she does those bits with Mike Rome and Luke Gallows and the whole nerd bit. And she's like, and when she's being herself, it's funny. But when she's going out there scripted, you know, people are telling her what to do. It's not as yeah. funny. They need to kind of almost like unleash her from her shell a little bit. Put the yeah. title on her, even if she went as a baby face. That's fun. Yeah. I'm saying that too. That's exactly yeah. what I mean. I think, uh, and I mentioned this in uh, in Steve's podcast, right? Mm -hmm. uh, on on uh, Sports Talk Network, um, we did our SummerSlam, and I said, down the line, somehow, some way, it's going to be Nia to dethrone Alexa Bliss, and it's going to be a face Nia Jax, and everybody's like, ooh, you know, like they kind of like that, you know. And I was like, yeah, I, I really think that's going to happen. And what you said was exactly spot on about her real personality and how it gleams on social media. Not unlike, before the New Day happened, Big E was very, very similar. Mm -hmm. He had he had his persona on WWE television that was just kind of bland, it was, it was sort of forced, and it just didn't quite work. He was, he was a face by himself, he was IC champ, and it just didn't work. And if you followed him on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, he's actually quite a funny, you know, funny guy. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I think it's very similar to that. And, and look at him now. It's like they gave him that creative control a little bit, like that little bit of, uh, hey, be yourself or or what kind of ideas can you do? Do you have something entertaining? Whatever. And then, and then, and then they went with it. And I think they could do the same thing with Naya. I agree with you. Totally agree with that. Uh, next up, we have The Miz versus Jason Jordan. As of right now, and like I said, no smart money has come in on this. Jason Jordan is edged as a favorite to win. And quite honestly, I do not want to see that happen. Uh, I'm not 100% behind Jason Jordan here. I think he's a great wrestler. But as far as the total package when it comes to sports entertainment, and that's what the WWE is, he just doesn't have it. And The Miz is one of the best on the mic right now. In all of WWE, he's on fire. I think he needs to keep that title. And he needs to have that title all the way until Maurice has the baby. Then he can drop it. That's how I see it, personally. Ooh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I, I kind of like that um, that angle you just said for him to keep it. And I think if he had it for that long, wouldn't he pass the honky-tonk man is the he question. Would. He would. And quite honestly, yeah. that's Who fine. Who else deserves it, right? You know, The Miz, that's fine. And, you know, now that there's rumors, I never heard, I don't know if you heard the latest rumor that, you know, maybe they might try to play an angle where somebody else is the father of Maurice's baby. Oh, really? Then? That's the latest rumor. I'm not 100% sure. That's the latest rumor. So th that could be interesting. That could be interesting. Um, I, I, li I like where your head is at with, uh, with, with having him hold the title. And I and I do enjoy the the, the rumor is, is pretty good as is. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's something I would like to see. 
I worry that WWE, if they're going to play that storyline, if they're still going to have the title on Miz because it might be like too much, if that makes sense, you know? He could drop that title to somebody who's the potential father, you know what I mean? That's not bad. You know, I took your title, I took your wife, I took, you know, it's my baby, whoever that that might be. Like, I'm just throwing out fantasy booking right now, and that would be perfect. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, you know, I agree with you when it comes to Jason Jason Jordan. Like, the whole package, he's not quite there yet. Uh, they're obviously using him in a good light where, you know, they they paired him up uh, against or, um, you know, had him face against uh, Reigns, seen as some big top stars from Finn Balor. And uh, they obviously have a lot of confidence in the kid. I feel like it's a, it's a similar story, like I just said, with Big E, when he was just kind of getting going by himself, but he didn't have that 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 it factor as of that point for whatever reason whether it's the character or what he didn't quite have it and i think jason jordan is another good example of that um if he was to beat the miz now hear me out Mm -hmm. i'd like to see him go a route where he's almost like that bo dallas over the top i'm the man i can back it up in the ring you guys don't like me very similar to rocky mayavia how that first started to get going you know i could see that if if Jordan went the same route as Rocky, where, you know, back, I'm sure you remember the Die, Rocky, Die stuff. And oh, eventually, he started, you know, being good on the stick, and everybody was like, yo, okay, The Rock is cool. If Jason Jordan went down that route, where yep. everybody, because right now, he, people think he's somewhat boring when it comes to his mic skills. If he took the title... I think he needs to turn heel after that somehow, whether it's a small, small progression to that route or if it's like a right away thing, he needs to turn heel. And I think he needs to have a falling out with Kurt. Yes. Yes, I agree. Or, um, yeah, it has to happen. There's two ways that they could either do that. Either they, they have angle, like really, uh, quote unquote, push, um, Jordan in, in a way where, you know, he gives him those little extra uh, opportunities to win matches, and you know, it's like, hey, I'm taking care of you, son, that sort of thing. But at the but at the same time, it would make sense to go the other way, like you said. So, yeah. it's it. This is a tough one. I, I mean, I'd like to, I'd love to see the Miz retain and and hold the title. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed your idea. Um, for whatever reason, I'm gonna have to go the other way in this case. This to me just sounds like one of those situations. Um, that's just going to get all the fans like panties in a bunch. They're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe they put the title on this guy when he's not over. I feel like that's what's going to happen. You know what? Um, and, and if that does happen, I kind of want the WWE to try to reap re- the rewards off of yeah. how the fans react on that yes, and totally yes. turn Jordan against the fans. Like, kind of like how, you know, they're doing right now with Reigns, you know? Where he comes off exactly. as just that, that cocky guy who's supposed to still be a good guy, but, you know, eventually turns on everyone. Um, yeah. Up next, we have Neville and Enzo. Enzo's now on 205. Neville is beautiful in the ring. Neville could make Enzo look great in this match. Quite honestly, Neville is favored, and I don't see Enzo having any chance at winning that title. This is a this is a tough one too for me, um, only because I just wonder if Neville like if there's going to be some sort of interference from like a past 
uh, rival or competitor that Neville had, and that makes Enzo win the title because the I don't know exactly the whole reason why they put Enzo on 205 Live, but if they're gonna go this route, like they kind of dropped the ball with Austin Aries, I found. Um, yeah, the, the whole really reason felt... for for Enzo being on 205, it's basically a punishment for him. It is right. Yeah, it's basically so... a punishment for him. They was originally talking about putting him back on NXT, but at the same time, um, Enzo's as far as money goes, he's making the most out of all the 205 Live guys because 205 Live guys they're not making anywhere near what the main roster WWE guys are. So the thing is, if they're going to pay, continue to pay Enzo what he's getting paid now, he still gets his good royalty checks. Uh, They might as well use him, you know what I mean, on a brand that's kind of dying. Yeah. Rather than NXT, which, you know, is ramping up. And they have a a lot of talent that they're bringing in, you know what I mean? Yeah, so if you're going to say that, then I'm I'm probably not going to go with Enzo to win because... Oh, and there's other talent uh, that could be somewhat ahead of him, like Noam Dar, you know, TJP, uh, even Jack Gallagher. Yeah, like, now that Jack is heel, yeah, him with the title would be great. Exactly. So I don't know what way they're gonna go. I, so if you see what I'm saying, like if they had like this kind of um, transitional champion. It would be Enzo, the smart money, and then and then you have Jack take it off of him. Somebody Whereas, else. You, you know what? I totally agree. That could happen. Uh, but if Enzo wins, it will, like the way I see it, it needs to be almost like a, a James Ellsworth type situation where Neville really messes up and oh, yeah. Enzo somehow gets the win. He's oh, yeah. surprised. He's like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, I'm wide-eyed and everything. Cruiserweight yeah. champ. They could do it that way. Um, that's that's the way I see that one going. Yeah. I'm going on I'm going on a limb with those those last two predictions with Jordan and him, but I really do think that maybe Enzo has a chance at this. They want to see if you know number one, uh, it's 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 not going to hurt Neville because he's not going to lose. Let's face it, he's not going to lose clean. Just uh, no way, right? No. So it's going to be some sort of interference from somebody, maybe Brian Kendrick. I don't know some somebody that he had some sort of crazy feud with i think he had a feud with kendrick i'm trying to remember but um anyhow um i think that's the way that one's gonna go i I can i can see maybe enzo have that title not for a long time but maybe for a little bit just to see if it will boost ratings because the end of the day a lot of kids like him and yeah and he's still kind he's still kind of over yeah enzo's still over they just put a new shirt on the wwe shop so there you go right he's got a new shirt there so uh next i'm gonna go with enzo uh Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. As far as the sports books go, they have Balor as a favorite right now. I'm gonna have to go with Balor as well. I like as like Wyatt can lose continually, and he could still come on top later on. He's one of those guys who has lost lots, and then he he was the champion earlier in the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It almost seems like it's a, a lifetime ago. Yeah. Or I almost forgot about that, to be honest with you, yeah, because so... it's just, it seems like he's just back in that same old rhythm. It's not even a rhythm, because the rhythm is good. It's just like a like a funk, and uh, I really feel like his character needs to be somewhat um, repackaged, maybe like uh, even a fate. I'd love to see Bray Wyatt as, as a face. I felt like they were kind of going to go there. Yeah. Um, I think I want to say about a year ago or a year and a bit ago, 
where you know he was he was main evented and he was tag team with Roman Reigns and he was he was getting over by himself because of the brand split and what have you. I'd like to see him be like some sort of like I don't know like Bray against the machine or something like you know like where he just doesn't like the corporate. He's kind of like anti-establishment and anarchist. 100%. Type. Yes. 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 I you, feel you like that would be perfect. With, with his, you know, the way his clothing's going, he's going a little bit more punk rock, a little bit more, almost like, um, yeah, like that sort, that sort of, that sort of look. I can totally see it now. Yeah. Um, so going back, going back, I agree with you. Um, I would. The old normal me would say, "Well, Bray's gonna win because Finn won the last one," and I don't really think that's gonna happen this time. I think they really need to. Um, they need to close pin, the story. They need to close the story. They need to pin Bray Wyatt in a corner where he's just thinking, like, what the hell do I have to do? Um, the only way I see Bray winning this is if Finn comes out not in the demon attire. I don't know. Well, th- well, the thing is, I don't think Finn is coming out in the demon attire. I think he's going to come out mm. normal Balor because that's all he needs. He, he needs to prove that he does not need the demon gimmick in order to be Bray Wyatt. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, I forgot so, about that. So, Balor winning, winning clean. The only way Wyatt would win is if he uses some of those mind games. Yeah. If there's some sort of, you know, uh, wizardry involved, if you would say, you know, some sort of magic involved. That's the only way I can see Wyatt winning. But ba- Balor, like, like, if Balor loses, quite honestly, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I just don't want to see that not the fact that i'm saying that i'm a huge finn balor fan but the way that they've invested so much time into him i can see him going towards that intercontinental championship things like that you know what i mean that's right i said that in my uh my fan interaction video where i was uh talking they said who would you want to see the take the title off of the miz and i actually said finn balor Mm -hmm. um so i agree with you and you know the fact of the matter is is why its character needs um some sort of change uh, his act is wearing thin there. Um, I think they should really flip the script completely with him. And like you said, keep the momentum with Balor. They've invested a lot of money in him. It's time to get him on a little winning streak and actually be at that threat that they wanted him to be in the first place. Uh, up next, we have The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. As far as the sports books go, Ambrose and Rollins are favored right now. And I'm going to have to agree that they're going to continue with those titles. Yeah. Keeping the titles. Um, I kind of want to see, I kind of want to see the Hardy boys take it back at some point. Yeah. It'd be nice. Um, You know, Seth Rollins and and Ambrose coming into the tag team division has definitely brought some, um, like some energy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Some energy to that sort of division that didn't really need help to begin with but at the same time it's always nice to have some fresh faces there um i don't know how long this reign is gonna go i think it's definitely gonna continue a little bit because they're definitely putting on some great matches um i just feel like sometimes they're just so established as singles superstars now that it's uh it's hard to sort of see them together again, especially without Reigns. Yeah. So, but I do see them going over. Um, not even a shot at Cesaro and Sheamus. Those, yeah. those guys are great. And this whole Reigns 
uh, sorry, not Reigns, Rollins, Ambrose thing, it's not going to last forever together. They're eventually going to have to split up. They're going to eventually go back to where there were singles guys. Um, and I could see, you know, come ne- next year's WrestleMania, that would be a program for them to actually, you know, have their falling out, for them to say, hey, I knew I shouldn't have trusted you. This happened again. We're having our falling out, and then they can have a good battle there. You know what I mean? Yeah, or even like uh, if somehow, some way they they were, if they are going to go this route with Reigns and Lesnar for next year's WrestleMania, who knows if they're going to keep that. They always Mm -hmm. change stuff. But if they were going to do that, um, the way to also help Reigns get over, I know they tried with The Rock, but wouldn't it be something to have some sort of mild interference or what have you from Ambrose and uh, and Seth Rollins. It could be a really cool WrestleMania moment. You know what? Like, I would love to see all three of them together, yeah. but just for a moment. They, like, it's almost yes. like one of those things, like, it happens. Yeah, they play like it out more, on TV yeah. for, like, a couple weeks or until they have the following pay-per-view, and then it just all goes to hell again. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like, some, just either to have a, their moment. Yeah, a Royal Rumble moment or a WrestleMania moment, something like that. You don't need to kill it. It's already been done. Um, the way it's, it, it all shaped out was perfect anyway, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed the timing that they did it. Um, do I think they could have got a little bit more out of them? Of course. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you could see that those three guys were destined for great things. Yeah. And, uh, and they're proving it now. So you have, you have Ambrose and Rollins holding the titles right now. I don't see the bar, uh, and if they did take it off of them, well, it's not going to be uh, very long before no. they get it back. They've been they've been playing hot potato with a lot of titles lately. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they need to sort of solidify some of them, and uh, you know, having those two guys, the the shield, if you will, the two thirds of the shield, win at SummerSlam, you should at least have them retain and 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 win strong. Definitely agree with that. Now we get into the. The big ones here. First, we'll get into Cena versus Reigns. Oh, boy. Right now, Reigns is the favorite to win, and I'm going to have to agree with that one. Reigns over Cena, and the reason for that is, and it's not just because Cena is, you know, planning to do movies and this and that. I think that Cena knows, everybody knows that Roman Reigns is the top guy in the WWE as far as being protected as far as being you know Vince's right hand guy and then Cena uh, going you know doing the job for Reigns is just going to solidify that a little bit more Reigns over Cena there yeah yeah I mean this is uh, I'd like to say this one is, is a hard one for me but I've been on Roman Reigns in this feud since day one um I actually don't mind the guy. I'm not gonna sit here and say like he's my favorite wrestler. No, but like he's he's improved a lot as far as even on the mic. You know um, what? People I, people will make fun of me. Friends will make fun of me about this. I am a Roman Reigns fan, and I have been a fan for quite some time, and I've too. never stopped being a fan ever since. The, the you know what's what's made me even more of a fan is mm-hmm. people booing him. Yeah. I think I like him more now. The fact that nobody else likes him. 
Yeah, same here. And <laughs> it's it's funny how that works. And as soon as people like them, then I'm like, okay, now I, I want to do something different. I've always kind of been like that too. So it's funny you said that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Reigns, like I've been I've been a fan of him since the Shield. I saw big things in him. Um, obviously, like we're we're seeing that right now. I did feel like it was a little bit excessive how they, uh, you know, they, they kind of gave him that Batista treatment where mm-hmm. it's like, you're going to win, you're going to win, you're going to win, and that's it, you know? We don't care. And, and, you know, fans start to slowly, you know, they see through that stuff, right? Definitely. And uh, it's funny because they were going, they were, a lot of fans, the same, probably the same fans were rooting for Roman Reigns to win that rumble against Batista, right? long time ago i think yeah. it was about three four years ago or something like that i think it was about three and um i know that you know they were probably just going against like okay the part-timer coming back and winning the rumble sort of angle but at the same time it's like no they they liked roman reigns he was still in the shield like come on don't don't play me you, you guys got behind him and all of a sudden like you know just because daniel bryan didn't get some limelight or cm punk you, didn't get you know it. what i'm not a daniel bryan fan Oh, really? I'm not a Daniel Bryan fan. He is a good wrestler. He's a wicked wrestler. I followed him on the indies. Great worker. He is cheesy, in my opinion. I think he's just just cheese. I'm sorry. Well, well, thanks for having me, Mo. Have a good night. (laughs) uh... (laughs) I think he's just cheese when it comes to that stuff. Listen, you know, you you have a right to your opinion. Yeah. there's definitely some some wrestlers out there that I'm not 100% behind, and uh, I won't I won't be popular for it. But I, I can see what you're talking about. Um, I did feel like he was a nice, entertaining sort of angle. I enjoyed the fact that he got that uh, that that push that he I felt like he deserved because he you know he put so much time and energy into the business, and it's uh, you know it's 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 one of those things, right? Like sometimes guys that grew up in the indies and they really put that that massive time in like people want to see them get that moment that opportunity and i think roman reigns i guess wasn't didn't really fit that mold um or what have you and they just like oh well he's just another cena i don't know if he is i mean like he is and he's not you know because how do i say this like cena never never tampered with the fans where it's like you're questioning and you're like, oh, is he going to be full blown heel now? And you know, if I don't know how to put these things in, into words exactly, but no, I see. I like, know exactly what you're saying. It's like Cena's, you know, obviously one of the biggest names ever to come out of the WWE. Yeah, like no question about it. And the way Cena is on the mic, it's like he almost he embraces it, where Roman doesn't embrace right. it. Roman questions it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. That's he questions it. it. He he should if in my opinion, if you're really gonna make Roman Reigns be this uh, tweener, if you will, mm-hmm. um, he should play to the fans a little bit more. But I guess he, he doesn't really do that. You ever notice? Like he doesn't really he has so many opportunities where he can like own the crowd or something like that and that's just... the beauty of him though he does it yeah. he, that's what everybody wants him to do is own the crowd and he doesn't give it to them and then everybody hates him even more yeah it's it's, it's almost like, like uh... he puts himself in these predicaments where it's like okay roman can come back with something well roman's not even saying anything 
No, he's not doing it. He didn't yeah. even look like he listened. He doesn't yeah. even know he... It looks like he didn't even he doesn't even know how to string a sentence together yeah. sometimes. Yeah, uh, and, you gotta you gotta wonder like I I I've seen this guy outside. Well, I haven't seen him, but like you know, social media, whatever, yeah. and in interviews, he seems like he's you know pretty charismatic sort of human being. Which and, he's which he's starting to show a little bit more now that him and yeah. Cena have been doing these little promos. Finally, though. Yeah, you know? finally, definitely, finally. And to get back on the whole Daniel Bryan hate train for me, a lot of <laughs> it has really uh, come to the forefront since he's become general manager. I I gotta say that. Yeah, I mean there wasn't a lot of options for him. No, no. Since he's become general manager, in my mind. And I know I'm gonna get it. I'm, I'm. People are gonna comment. I think he's, he's Velveeta cheese, so cheese. Oh. I can't stand it. I can't stand wow. when he comes. Up. I'm. I'm sorry. Like I don't know what it is. When the fans start doing that yes chant and this and that, I'm like, shut up, please, shut up. <laughs> maybe I, I never. Would, maybe once he like leaves the WWE, like because he's thinking he you know he wants to wrestle again. Maybe I'll be a little bit behind him a little bit more. But this whole thing where now he's with the Bellas, you know, he's on that TV show. I still remember, maybe it's because I still remember the Daniel Bryan from Ring of Honor or the Daniel Bryan who was, you know, wrestling, you know, in flea markets. And now he's, you know, on this E! Network show. And it's almost like, I don't know. It's just, it seems, it seems weird to me. I don't know. Are you saying he sold out? No, it's not that he sold out. It's almost like... It's almost like he's he he's he's pretending like 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 he's the same guy, but we right. know he's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's yeah, kind of yeah. weird to, to it's it's since he's become general manager, that's when it's really you know, I'm like, "Okay, I can't stand him. I really can't." Yeah. I mean, I I can understand where you're coming from. It's uh it's it's a it's a lot of deep right to, to to take in and it's uh it's ironic because he doesn't really like, you know, doing this and that and social media and all this kind of, I don't like posting my social life on postal media, sorry, uh, social life on, uh, social you media. know, on social media, right? He doesn't, he doesn't, his personal life, he doesn't want to post any of that stuff, right? Yet he has a but TV program following him around. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. You know what? So and it's like, well, which it's one not, is it, dude? Maybe it's which not one? him that I dislike. Maybe it's, it's his wife. Maybe. Who's kind of rubbing off on him too much. I don't know. That's just... I don't hate the guy. It's just... There's something there that just really irks me. I, I don't know uh, what it is. He doesn't do it for you. No, That's he normal. That, that's okay. I mean, there, there there's going to be wrestlers that just... Hey, I just I just feel nothing for this particular guy. And, yeah. You know, I, I've had that before with, with, uh, with a bunch of people too. You know, it's just... It's one of those things. So, I, I understand what you're saying. I, and I'm um, the same with Goldberg. Can't oh, stand yeah, the Goldberg, guy. Really? Can't stand the guy. Yeah. Hated him in the nineties too. Wow. Can't stand Goldberg. At wow, all. in the nineties too, huh? In the nineties too. When he was so over in the nineties, I could not stand it. I was one of those guys being like, This guy can't work. I maybe I was too much of a smart mark. I don't know. I just I couldn't stand him in the nineties. That whole bit where he was undefeated forever and I'm like, couldn't stand it. Yeah, for me, it's um, I mean, it's it's kind of changing, changing up a little bit. But uh, for me, it's Bailey. I never really got behind her. You know what? And I can totally see that as well. I could totally I see just, that. As well. For me, that you talked about cheese. That is ultimate cringe. 
and she. I could see that. I could definitely see. I, I I can't do it, and 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 it it pains me to see guys my age, or maybe even older, or even younger, unless you're a kid wearing the hugger shirt. Oh my god! One of my best <laughs> friends in life has one, and. Well, he's still my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, I just, I have nothing to say. I, I, I just can't do it. I'm just like, no, I, and, and no, I, I will never wear that shirt. I have a Charlotte shirt. See, Charlotte, you know, you know what? I'm behind Charlotte, Sasha Banks, even Alexa, sure. but Bailey, yeah, I can't do it. Sasha Banks is driving me nuts these days. I was, I was a big, I was kind of big on her in NXT, and yeah. now I just, I don't, I don't like her demeanor. Is it, um, is it the attitude where she thinks it's, she's it's almost... the attitude? Yes, thank you. You were about to did say. Did you it. listen it's... to the Sam Roberts podcast where she kind of came ah. out and said, you know what I mean, like, don't follow me to the hotel. Yep. Don't. Yeah, yep. I, 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 I see both sides of the fence on that one. I totally, um, I, yeah. I do too. Um, I, I do feel like it's, it's something that okay, with within respect, we need to. But I also see the side where it's like, well, if it wasn't for us, who are you? See, the you thing know? is, and I actually, this happened to me a couple weeks ago, where the day after the NXT show, I actually saw Velveteen Dream and uh, what's nice. the other kid's name? Kona Reeves. He was a nobody. Okay. Uh, Velveteen Dream is, a, I guess, you know, in NXT is a somebody. I seen them on, on Dun I don't know if you're familiar with Toronto, Dundas Square. Um, uh, yes. Right downtown there. So I seen them just walking and I'm like, hey guys, like, you know, I was, you know, a little bit like, hey, like, awesome, you know, show last night. They just looked at me like, you know, who the hell are you? I said, do you guys mind if I, you know, take a picture? We don't do pictures. I'm like, yo, really? okay, thanks, you know, have have a good, you know, day. And I can understand that it was their off time. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, you guys aren't anything that special. Wow, I am surprised. Which one told you that? Oh, Velveteen. He was working really? his gimmick. Yeah, like the gimmick you see on TV. Like, I don't know if you watched the most recent NXT where he told, I don't know who it was. Uh, Alistair Black. Um, he, went, he was coming out. And basically, yeah. he's working his gimmick in real life. I don't know why. I, I don't think you need to do that anymore. No. I mean, it's uh, kayfabe is, I don't want to say dead, but it's it's definitely um, well, it's definitely tapered down. Yeah. Because... It, there, there's just so much there's just so much out there it's like you're watching raw you know and you, and, you, and you see these two people in the ring that like hate each other quote unquote hate each other and then meanwhile you're scrolling your phone on instagram or whatever and then you see like alexa bliss and nia, nia jacks having lunch together you're having lunch laughing, together the joking, next day ha, after ha, ha, nia you know? did the samoan drop on her or whatever not the samoan it. drop but yeah so she dropped it, it, it it's everywhere so especially yeah. the the like these guys that i don't want to say they're nobodies it's mean but like you know that they're, they're, they're not there yet let's face it the, the and, Kona um, reeves guy is not there like i don't know if you've like i've watched a handful of matches he's i'm sorry like he's a good wrestler but he's pretty much like i'm surprised they brought him all the way to canada for that tour <laughs> Is he on NXT? Yeah, he's on. See, you don't even know who he is. Like, that's how much he's nah. known. You know what I mean? So. Nah, I don't really know. He works. He works the Florida shows usually. You know, like the Performance Center Loop, where it's like the really, you know, bottom of the barrel guys are working those Florida shows in front of a hundred people. Wow. You know, he worked in front of I two thousand be... people in Toronto. Next day, Wait. somebody recognizes him in a totally different country. I'm sorry. Like, if I was him, I'd be like, "Hey, man! Like, oh, you yeah. know who I am." 
Yeah, no, no. I, I don't yeah. think he's handling it the right way. No. If I was in his shoes, I mean, I would I would be all for it. I'd be like, yeah, here, hey, tag me in it, will you? Say yeah. a good word about me. Yeah. Fuck. Like, get, get that personable image that you're a good person like The Rock has. Like, why, why aren't people taking that sort of path? I get it, you know, sometimes, okay, don't come up to me when I'm taking a piss. Fine. Yeah. I get that, right? But other than that, it's like, this is what you do. You're... You're quote unquote a celebrity in a sense, or you're you're training to be one. It comes with the territory, and if you don't like it, well, I don't know. Like, do something else, you know. That, you know, and I totally agree with you because, like, I don't know how many indie shows you've been to, but the amount of indie shows where I go to, and you see the old WWE guy sitting oh, there, yeah. and he's you know trying to hawk some autographs for twenty bucks, and nobody's coming up to him. I was, and then this guy's not a really big name, but I was at an indie show. Two months ago, and Tracy Smothers was there, and nobody, oh, wow. nobody cared about him. Like literally, no. He was going up to fans asking them if they wanted a picture with him. Really? Yeah. Like nobody, like people, like That's... a lot, a lot of younger people. Some people, you know, a little bit older who would remember him from his, you know, runs in, uh, you know, WCW, WWE, NWA, things like that, but. Yeah. Yeah, it almost seems like he's taking a page out of Virgil's book or something. Well, you know, <laughs> n- n- almost. But there's a lot of guys who, you know, I met King Kong Bundy years ago. Same thing. Nobody really cared to, to, to get his autograph. Oh, that's too bad. I would have loved to meet that man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like nobody, you know. really, nobody really cared. Like it's like, you know, it might come a point in time where you're that guy. You know what I mean? Well, that's it, and and you, and you have to you have to embrace that that spotlight on and off the camera. I really do think that it's going to bring you a long way. Uh, in all due respect, you know, like it's just one of those things. So, um, I don't know if we covered it, but I, I I'm going to pick Reigns. <laughs> going back to that, yeah, no, Reigns pick... definitely over Cena, and yeah, then we got. The week... But they should stretch this out real quick. Uh, you know, I think that they should stretch out this feud. Like, have it once now. And then, like, don't vi- don't revisit this until I don't even care if it's like six months from now. Have yeah. a part two with with the yeah, with the amount of work that Cena has coming up. I don't think they can revisit it um, right away, but they need to bring it back definitely. What about a no contest? Do you think that could happen in this? You one? know what? People would be so upset. They would, huh? They would. It, it would have to end in like if it happened in like a DQ or something that's fine but like a no I don't know even a DQ if it happened like in a count out or something like that people would be upset they want to see a winner here they're promised a Wrestlemania caliber match here Wrestlemania yeah. matches they don't end in no contests you know what I mean very 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 good point yeah I'd like to I'd like to see uh, I, I kind of want to see Reigns win just to just to piss off people there you go and then in the final, we have Brock versus Strowman. And Brock is the favorite right now. And the way I see it is if they're going to have Brock, you know, work out his contract until WrestleMania, um, I think, you know, like, I don't think he's going to be on any more B shows for the rest of the year. I think he's only going to be scheduled for A shows. I think that he needs he needs to keep that title. I agree. Um, it's one of those things where I feel like maybe the ratings hurt a little bit with him being a part-timer. 
um, during NFL season, and I'm not comparing the two. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but but let's face it, it's it's direct competition. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and 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 the only way to sort of have your direct competition uh, be scared is you have to have a good product. And although I will say that Lesnar has definitely been putting in his appearances lately, man. Like he's been on Raw quite often. Yeah. Where that used that used to be like an anomaly. Well, the thing is, like I know that. Um after summer they were like okay like you need to like you have all these scheduled appearances and that was that was part of the deal where you know he has x amount of appearances and that's part of his contract where he has to make those appearances and he has to work the odd house show here and there so yeah i'd like to uh as much as i really enjoy braun Strowman, i think if he wasn't gonna win at SummerSlam then I don't see him winning at no mercy. That's just the way I kind of see it happening um, because he was spectacular at SummerSlam. Like, he turned some heads even when he didn't really need to. He just – he's getting that, that fan support behind him where it's he's a real threat. And I really enjoy the fact of Lesnar in this angle. Um, he's not as – indestructible as he normally is it seems like they're sort of um making him a little bit more human let's face it the last few feuds right like Mm -hmm. at SummerSlam, he got his ass handed to him like he did and uh what was the one before that with samoa joe he didn't have a lot of offense in that until the very very end right and then before that it was Goldberg who cleaned his house pretty much until WrestleMania where it was a little bit of a back-and-forth seven, eight-minute battle, which mm-hmm. was enter- entertaining, I will say. But well, um, I know that they're think? they're advertising Lesnar um, as the champ for an upcoming event in Winnipeg, which obviously house shows, they can you know obviously change things. But the main event was supposed to be, and I believe it's the end of September in Winnipeg, is Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. And the only reason I'm mentioning Winnipeg is because I know I have a friend who's going to this event, but I okay. believe that they're going to switch it to Lesnar versus Braun Strowman at that event. Oh, really? Because Samoa Joe is out with the injury. Yeah. So Yeah, that's the thing, right? They, they could potentially... They could have the title on on, on anybody in the, if that's the case. You know what I mean? You're not yeah, going to go to a house yeah, show without could. the title. You know what I mean? Like, No. Especially no, well, if they're shouldn't. advertising a champion there. You're going to have to deliver a champion at the house show. Well, I've been to house shows where the champion wasn't there. Right? But did and they I'm advertise talking, it beforehand? That and the and I'm, no, they didn't. No, That's so the if thing. they're advertising that there's a champion going to be there, because I remember last year I went to, there was supposed to be Roman Reigns versus, I don't know, it was when Roman Reigns got suspended. Okay, so it was and about they, uh, they switch, a few, few they switched years up, ago. That was last year in Toronto. Was it? Yeah, they switched it to Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins because they had to put somebody else big there. Right. It's supposed to be Roman versus versus Dean, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. I remember that now. I remember yeah. that. So, in this, for the sake of a house show, especially in a, you would you would want you would want to uh, 
ha- have the champion there, especially if you're advertising the champ, because a lot of people are going there to see Brock Lesnar. How yeah, how well, often does Brock Lesnar do a house show and then in a place like Winnipeg? I'm sorry, Winnipeg, but you're not that big. You know what I mean? No, it, it, it's not like I mean, he did one with what uh, New York, New York City or something. Okay, like he would do like yeah. some some there at MSG. He did one in even... Detroit because it was the last go at the Joe and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that Winnipeg. Makes sense. He's coming to Winnipeg. Like you, you gotta, you gotta have him with the title. Because if he doesn't have the title, is he gonna still wrestle in Winnipeg and lose? <laughs> Shit. You know what I mean? I you know what I mean? So I'm just thinking, like down the road, if they're doing stuff like that, it's like I, I, unless they have a rematch with Strowman versus Brock in Winnipeg, and Strowman's the champ, and Strowman somehow becomes victorious. You know, there's a there's a screw job finish of some sort. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. It could. It, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think Strowman's ready for uh, for the limelight at this point? Do you See, think the on the is, on a B level like sort of pay per view uh, special if he, event? If he yeah. has that title, he's gonna have to not have it by the time WrestleMania happens. Pretty much. Because Strowman versus Reigns at WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Yep. Unless they no. both have guns with them or knives, no, like they would have to literally kill each other because we've seen it all. Yes, exactly. So. It's uh, it, it's 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 sort of a tough one for me. This particular match, like, I don't know if there's a right or wrong finish, if that makes sense. Like, mm. I think that they could very well capitalize with Strowman, give him a little bit of time because he's super hot right now however you look at it like he's just he's pretty decent on the mic very good in ring um very similar sort of to how brock lesnar athletic wise i mean and strength wise obviously things like that so he's he's very fun to watch seeing him as champion would that be something that would turn everything around i don't know the thing is even if he did lose he's not going to lose his momentum Nah. He's still going to be over as like a monster. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Though that is no mercy. In, and not in a nutshell. That was an hour of no mercy predictions. Um, I do have a little bit of news here if you want to get into a little bit of this news. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. For sure. Okay. Uh, let's start off with Impact. They got Bound for Glory coming not too far from you in Ottawa. At the mm-hmm. Aberdeen Pavilion. So the room there, it holds roughly 2,500 people. It's like this big community center almost. Um, it's a big open space. They usually have things like craft shows there. Um, and Impact's going to be making like a makeshift dressing room. They're going to have to basically do some construction in that room in order to make it ready for for TV because there's also no stands. It's just floor. It's basically a big warehouse almost. And yeah, so 2,500 people. So that would be what? About 10 times the normal audience impact wrestling Well, this has? is the thing. They're hoping to get... <laughs> last I heard, they're hoping to get you know upwards of 1,000 for Bound for Glory. And then they're doing TV tapings right, right. after where they want to get at least 500 for the TV tapings. Um... It's interesting that uh, I guess they picked Ottawa because it's the you know nation's capital. Yeah. I would I would assume, right? Um, I just I don't know what the card is like. I don't really care much for Del Rio. 
he just bothers me these days. He seems very ungrateful, very outspoken. I just anything with his name, I just have no desire to watch. So even though it's an hour and a half away from me, I can't really see myself going to that. I'd like to see Eli Drake though. He seems interesting. Yeah. Um, the is thing the, the thing I'm thinking though is if they have a really poor turnout, they could construct the building to look a lot smaller if they had to in order to make it seem like there's not only, you know, like what if only 200 people show up to one of these tapings? You know what I mean? Yeah, that could be really bad. And Ottawa, like I've been there a few times, but at the same time, like I, I don't know if they're really a big on on no. on on wrestling. You know what I mean? No, they have a few indie promotions. So. And I know they had like this, uh, I forgot what it was called, Bytown Wrestling. It was supposed to happen last week. Young Bucks were supposed to be there, but there was, I guess, an issue with the promoter. I don't know. It all oh, got really? canceled. And I, the only guy I really know from that area is Hannibal, who runs shows there. So I guess, you know, we'll have to wait and see. If they bring, you know, somebody like him involve him there, I could yeah. see it doing a little bit better since he has his, his foot in the door when it comes to that local scene. Well, that's it. I mean, and not only that, like like you said, I don't think there's a huge market out there for the fans, like as far as them going to the shows, because I've seen like a good buddy of mine, Trent. He's a, he's actually a referee for IWS, a local uh, okay. independent uh, wrestling around here. Young Bucks, and, uh, didn't they just have a, a show with IWS not too long ago. That's right. Yeah, yeah it was the yeah. same. It was the same day as the house show, though. Yeah. So I couldn't. I had to pick one or the other, and I went with WWE. And right? they ended up meeting up with uh, Owens and Sammy and all those guys, the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, he we and my buddy Trent would go to these. Uh, he we, I think he went to SmackDown actually, and uh, like it was a live SmackDown, and it just there wasn't a lot of people. I was yeah. like, what? And SmackDown was hot at that point. You know, mm-hmm. I think if I remember right, but it's just. Uh, you know, I, I really wish that I enjoy watching the, um, you know, when, when they bring the, the, the venues and the pay-per-views and the Raws and the Smackdowns to Toronto, Montreal. We have such hot crowds here, man. Oh, man, the crowds in Toronto are bananas. Yeah. Some would say just overly obnoxious, but it's it's like an attitude era crowd because honestly, the people there, you're like, okay, you haven't changed your shirt since the attitude era because literally... I want to say a good 60% of the crowd is guys our age. You know what yes. I mean? Who, who've been fans forever and they're like, yo, like, we're still like hardcore fans. Like, like, <laughs> and they still do the chants and, you know, like that whole 10 chant started in Toronto. It did. Yeah, absolutely. And now and people the, are still uh, doing it. The two, I think, you know, when people yeah. go two, yeah. that's, yeah. that started in Montreal. Yeah. And now like, people are doing the two and then they're adding the sweet at the end. That's right. <laughs> that's what that's what that's what they're doing in Toronto is adding the sweet when you go that's two and cool. they go sweet. That's uh, that's that's clever. Yeah, I love things like that, and I love how they how it takes off. And uh, you know, when Hogan came here in Montreal, and they, we gave him that massive ovation. That's and that's what you want to see, man. Like you want to see that every week on Raw, wherever it goes. You want to see the fans get involved, not take over the show, but yeah. you know, you want to see you want to get that that post WrestleMania Monday Night Raw feeling like in in your town. And this past week go. in California, those fans were so weak, man. 
Yeah. I know but, I, and, and I'm going to talk about the crowds there because quite honestly, a lot of people are talking about how, oh, the numbers are low, the numbers are low. I've looked historically and the numbers aren't anything too different in terms of um, where they've been. And um, this past Monday's Raw was 6,800 in San Jose, which, mm-hmm. quite honestly, for a Raw, isn't terrible. And SmackDown was 4,000, which last year they were doing about the same. Road Dog went on Twitter and basically says that September is historically a tough month for sports entertainment. Uh, I, I don't know if his, you know, he needed to even say anything because, quite honestly, they haven't been bringing in huge numbers for their live events and they've been the hard cam where everybody's showing pictures of where the hard cam goes there's never hardly anybody there yeah too often anymore yeah no i mean um i don't know about like you know which months are hot i mean it's always tough to rebound from wrestlemania it's wrestlemania season where it's the hottest yeah because once things like football start happening yeah and back to school, people aren't yeah. people aren't thinking about taking their kids to the wrestling show. They're thinking about other things. They're thinking about okay, you know, Christmas is coming up. We got to save our money. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they got to pick their spots. Yeah, they got to pick so. their spots. They got to pick their uh, their venues smarter and stuff. And I just think that even if you were to bring Monday Night Raw to either Toronto or Montreal, like. Uh, let's say three days before Christmas, I guarantee you it'd sell out. I guarantee you it. Yeah, you know? Like, like we, That's just my opinion. We just had but. a Raw and SmackDown at the ACC. Yeah, you guys got spoiled, man. I'm just pissed at you a bit. Yeah, we, <laughs> we... Like, the thing is, Toronto has been around when it comes to... Montreal as well. Like, I, 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 I gotta give it to Montreal. Montreal is... has been around forever as well. But I'm just saying, Toronto is just historically known as a wrestling city ever since the Tunnies were running things. You know what I mean? Since, oh, yeah. Like, Frank Tunney was running things way back in the day. Toronto's just been one of those cities where it's always just been a staple. When WWE had their offices in Canada, it was in Toronto. They used to have that, that I don't know if you've ever been to Niagara Falls, but they used to have that WWE uh, like theme park oh, in Niagara Falls. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah. So... It's just historically I'm, one of those places where it's always going to be hot for wrestling. I'm re- I'm waiting for the opportunity for them to bring a WrestleMania to your hometown again. Yeah. And uh, have it in a stadium, Rogers or I don't yeah, know, it would, or it else would you have could to have be, it. It but... would have to be a Rogers Stadium, the old Sky Dome. And, uh, What's your capacity there, though? It's what, about 70,000. That's enough, I'd say. Yeah, That's like, enough. You don't have to break the record every year, you know. No, but it's like about seventy thousand, and but think about this, right? You put your as they call them the bizarro land of Toronto fans, the Canadians, you know. Mm-hmm. You you couple that with all the in town crazy smart marks, it would be fire. Oh, in I know. This day, in this day and age, with this ro- kind of roster, with this talent, it would be all time. It would be so good. Yeah. And I would and I would be there and we would be doing some videos together or something. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, the, the, okay, back to... Uh, so Impact. I know I'm talking a lot about Impact right now, but they're actually shooting some segments. I don't know if you're familiar with WrestleCade. So WrestleCade is like an annual... 
They're going to have uh, a lot of the old timers, a lot of people known in the business. They're doing it. They do it every year. It's taking place in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is 30 minutes from Greensboro, the same weekend as WWE Starcade House Show. Oh, man. that's I'm glad you brought that up because I'm ecstatic about the fact that they brought back Starcade. I love that pay-per-view from the moment I first saw it. That was WCW's WrestleMania. Yeah, basically you know? it was. And the thing that I'm a little bit upset about they, is right now they, used to, they, they just have it as a mega house show. They need to. They're going to obviously film it because they, they, you don't do anything without filming it these days. The thing is, are they going to release it on a special DVD next year, or are they going to let let it go on the network? I don't know. I feel like it's probably going to be one of those things like live at msg whatever that big show versus brock lesnar thing was like a yeah. year ago whatever yeah. i think it's gonna be something similar Eventually, to that a week a week after survivor series though you think mm, maybe thanksgiving you know thanksgiving well, weekend that's that's when well that's when they used to have starcade yeah that's the thing right. though i'm just saying will, will it work with the WWE uh, network uh, it's i don't know i i don't know i think that they should even like they should have spaced it out like maybe even put that elsewhere i know but it's hard you know because you have like you said you have survivor series there which you know that was wwe's version of like their thanksgiving pay-per-view if yeah. you will and um like i don't know it's almost like i feel like they could just maybe remove the fact of you know putting it in november or whatever and maybe just put it more uh pre-wrestlemania like after we're like kind of in the middle there or like maybe post-wrestlemania a couple after that like in right before money in the bank something like that like they 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 should give it its own pay-per-view and and remove one of these garbage pay-per-view names that they you yeah, know like, i totally uh, agree with with that like great over the limit fire. To, like you don't need great uh fire. yeah i know i hate to say it that was actually not a bad pay-per-view no, as far as the pay-per-view <laughs> goes it wasn't the worst but i'm saying the name was trash it was garbage. I made a video on that. Like yeah. that's how bad that 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 whole name was. So um, you gotta, remove one of those, or wh what are the other stupid ones they have? I want to say over the limit, but they don't call it that no, anymore. No, they don't they call, call it that anymore. Fast lane. Yeah, get rid fast of fast lane. Yeah, fast lane. What is this? The Indy Five Hundred? Yeah. Break, you know? <laughs> Come on. Fast lane. It's a wrestling pay per view. I I you know? really hope they put this on the WWE Network. Cause... Oh, for sure. I would. I think they are. I really hope they do because it'll be one of those things where, you know, it, it's, you know, the card is nice. They oh, get... okay. I got it. Let me, let me just cut. Sorry to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no worries. It wasn't um, live at MSG. I was thinking it was, more road, ro it was more roadblock. Oh, roadblock. We had that in Toronto. Exactly. <laughs> the thing yeah, is, they it put, was they at, put it, that on it, the network and that was on a Saturday. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was at the Rico Coliseum, which is not a huge building. And you could tell it looked like a house yeah. show. But it was amazing how yeah. it, how it was done. I enjoyed yeah. watching that. It the was thing different. is, I love that house show look. Oh yeah, it's the best. Anything similar to like the ballroom, you're good yeah. to go. Yeah. Right. The, the old ballroom. And, I uh, knew you'd like that. The the raw ballroom. Where what was the Manhattan yeah. Center? Uh yeah the uh oh man. Are you talking about like the old raw Manhattan Center where they used to do the? Yeah. That and the, uh, yeah, the uh, the one that the ECW One Night Stand was yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the Hammerstein. That's it, thank you. The Hammerstein. That's the one. No, that's yeah. a good look. Even when they, like, I don't know if you remember when they used to do Raws in high school gyms. Yep. 
Yep. Like even that look, like I don't know if any of the people listening, they used to do raw in a high school gym. Like, That's crazy. like a high school, like you go, your kids go to this high school. There's a raw taping tonight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or like the WCW and the Nitro when they put it in a mall. The Mall of America in Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> let's do let's go back to those days. Yeah, definitely. Damn, it's uh, time to change it up, man. That'll that'll get people to tune into your show. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, uh, you have uh, you have Gladys in the corner there just coming out of uh, Lululemon. Yeah. And then she's uh, oh hey, look, there's Roman Reigns. So I'm gonna go cheer for him and then everybody's booing him, you know? Like, it'd be yeah. great. It'd be great. That would be great. Um the thing is impact. So they're taping some segments at this WrestleCade with Alberto El Patron. So for TV, my feeling though is like, are are they going to come out on the fact that the WWE is right down the street? Are they going to bring that up? You think? Uh... Or do you think because they're taping it, it's going to be in the future? They're just not going to make mention that it was the same night. Well, first of all, you called it Impact, and you've called it that a few times. I guess they changed their name back, huh? Well, it, it's not GFW anymore. It's Impact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as of like two yeah. days ago. But yeah, like, so it's Impact. They got to figure out what the hell they're doing. Um, it doesn't – I can't take them serious anymore. It's like one week it's this, one week it's that. It's like, wow, guys. WWE should just purchase them and just – that's it. That's all. The thing they're is – wasting, They're wasting good talent they there. They don't want to sell the tape library because the tape library on its own – has so much good stuff. It does. So, nothing too recent is that good, but historically. But can you? I mean, if ECW did it, yeah. WCW did it. You telling me that the impact is, is better? It's, I mean, it's I don't owned know. by the fight. It's owned by Anthem, which owns the Fight Network as well. And True. They're they're a media company. Like they they you know they want to do this global wrestling network. They can monetize all that stuff on their own. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't uh, going back to your question, I don't know if they probably will. I mean, uh, it's just it, in in history it tells me that they kind of remind me of of the 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 fallen days of WCW where it's like I'm going to try to hurt my competition and stuff like that. Like did you hear this is this is similar to the, your topic. Did you hear the other day what was it? I was watching something and uh, referring to Bobby Roode, yeah. and it was like an old library, uh, not a library. It was the like GFW was, uh, Amped pay-per-view that they just yes. released. So and they the, mentioned the fact that he was NXT champion, and I was yeah. like, what? So the thing is, that was taped two years ago in Vegas when right. GFW didn't have any TV deal. or they, It was one of those pay-per-views that they taped, but they just couldn't get it out anywhere. So they finally brought it out. And they did the commentary over again. So now all the WWE guys who are on there. So Eric Young, because I watched some of it. And Eric okay. Young, they're like, yeah, he's a member of Sanity. So they're talking about how he's a member of Sanity in NXT. TJ Perkins, they're talking about how he's part of 205 Live. Then they have the Bullet Club, Gallows and Anderson. So they're like, yeah, Bullet Club. Like, come on, guys. Bullet Club. Everybody loves the Bullet Club. So... They're really trying to reap the benefits over all these guys' name, and they can because the fact that they own that footage—that's their footage. I know, but like it's it's snake it's snaky, you know what I mean? It's really weird, and it, it's yeah. just backwards, though. Yeah. Like it's just like it just none of this. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're using their name, but like you know, if you had them in the you had them in the first place, and you did make them 
I don't want to say they're they're getting close to being household names in a way, but it's like you had that. Why are you using somebody else? Like, why are you coattailing off of them? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. There's so it's many like, guys. There's Mickey James. There's the Singh brothers, who I believe right. won the titles, the GFW titles that night. So they're talking about them. Like, you know, this is Jinder Mahal's guys. You know what I mean? Like, but d- d- as a fan watching that, you're, are you you're not confused. Just, aren't you just like, why are they? This doesn't make sense. The timetable doesn't work. Why even put invest money in doing something? Invest that money into ways to make your product better. That's the way I've always looked at stuff, you know? It's I like totally even agree. when Vince McMahon mentioned in the WCW, WWE Wars, the Monday Night Wars, where he's like, well, you know, uh, there's only so many hours in a day to begin with. So uh, we all, we had enough time to, we had to worry about our own things. We couldn't worry about what they were doing, you know? And that was like 100% true. Invest your time and energy in trying to perfect your craft and product, and I guarantee you're going to see results. Definitely. I don't think they need to worry about what the WWE is doing. Do your own thing. They're too bent out of shape on what the WWE is doing, and especially with this, I quite honestly think that they needed to, you know, it's cool that they released it, but you should have just released it and say, hey, like this is some throwback footage. Okay, these yep. guys are now here, but don't redo the commentary. Keep the commentary no. the way it was. Have it more no, authentic. No, and, and that being said, since you, since they they're doing things like that, um, I can easily see them sort of either taking a jab at the competition or whatever, kind of like Tony Schiavone, like oh, yeah, uh, McFoley's winning the title. That'll put butts in the seats. And right right after that, what happened? Boom! It yeah. all went south for them. And yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about. Where. They need to be very, very careful with how they advance in trying to help their own television show, and I don't. And I think they're just going about it the wrong way. I, I get it. You're trying to do something different. Sometimes different, stupid, and I feel yeah. like that's stupid. Yeah, I totally agree. A few more topics here. Ric Flair sure. returned home yesterday after being in the hospital. Obviously, everybody knows about that. And he was also in a rehabilitation center, basically to get back on his feet. He couldn't walk. He was uh, using a walker. Um, and he stated that he is now cold turkey as far as drinking goes. And that when he was drinking, he was having upwards of 20 drinks a day. And that he said that he never drank before a match, which that could be argued. What do you think about Ric Flair going to- cold turkey here now? Um, how old is he again? He's in his seventies, I want to say. Yeah, he's in his seventies. Uh, it, it's the best move for him right now. He's got. He's gonna have the support system. Sorry, around he's sixty-eight. Him. He's sixty-eight. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna have the support system around him. You know, like uh, guys like Shawn Michaels and you know, like things like that. Like guys that actually found. Christ or you know just cleaned up their act and mm-hmm. said okay it's it's time it's time to chill it's time to relax and I knew that you know this sort of part Ric Flair party lifestyle you could see the kind of character he is and what he does he's just always on that overdrive overdrive you know he's running on empty he's running on empty it seems and um, I knew that was going to catch up with him eventually uh, I'm glad it didn't you know what I mean like because I was like oh no like nature boy no you know like that that one was like it was scary for me I was like no you got to be okay man you know but uh I think that it's going to be very hard for him in a way 
but the, the if he's doing is, it for he's himself, been, he's, he's not... been drinking for so many years Bro. that that's that's gonna be a hard. You know, I know that yes. you know he's saying that you know this has now changed him because he he ultimately almost died, right? And is that going? You know, once he bounces back a little bit, is he gonna be able to be like you know I feel a little bit better, or is his fiance who's been wanting him to quit drinking for many years and he was even in rehab for that didn't work? Is that is that is he gonna? You know, finally realize, okay, like, okay, I, if I want to live any longer, I have to. It's uh, it, it's really a tough one. It really all comes down to him. Um, it's almost like that that Scott Hall sort of. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot. It sounds great on paper. It sounds great after you've had a hangover. It sounds great after you've had some sort of life scare. Um, but like you said, once you start feeling okay, good, uh, maybe I can have a few, you know, and then it's, you know, I don't know if he has a problem or not, but 20 drinks a day. No, he, he admitted a, he finally a had a problem. For years, he would say, no, I don't. I'm not an alcoholic. But now this scare has finally said, you know what, I, I had a problem and, you know, I'm owning up to it. I'm never drinking a drop of alcohol again. Hmm. If you're drinking 20 drinks a day, you have a problem. Big time. Big he should almost check himself in with DDP at this point just to kind of keep his head on straight, maybe find some sort of new hobby, something he can get behind. Well, he says he wants to get now into this public speaking stuff because I, I know Flair's all oh, about the money at the end of the day. He was selling, uh, what was he selling? He was selling tweets or something on his Instagram saying, you know, buy my shirt and I'll tweet you like while he's in the hospital. <laughs> so he's oh, all boy. about his money. So, you know, if he can get his... Uh, his whole game with the public speaking, yeah, I can see that happening where, you know, he speaks about, you know, what happened in the past until now and, you know, hopefully he can get his head on straight. Well, he's always going to be a guy that people are going to pay to see, mm -hmm. you know. I would. I mean, uh, I stupid enough, like I've had opportunity, I had an opportunity to meet him at uh, Comic-Con and I, I, didn't, I didn't make it. So there's two people that, at least that I, well, maybe more actually, that I could have met. They had a nice card there, and uh, Ric Flair was one, Hulk Hogan was another one. Like, these are some big names that, mm -hmm. you know, I just couldn't do it for one reason or another. It sucks. Um, I'd love to be able to, you know, really have those sessions, like, you know, what Paul Heyman does and whatever. Yeah. Give him a microphone, give a big group of people that are sitting down, just listen. Like, I could listen to Ric Flair talk about any sort of thing for probably hours. No, definitely. Like, um, when he had his podcast for a little bit there with Conrad Thompson, I was, like, upset when he stopped doing it. He just couldn't, he couldn't keep up with doing that and then also, you know, being Ric Flair. Right. And it's just, I feel like, uh, I'm just curious to see if this drinking, if he could to drinking is that going to help his like his speech because sometimes i find it's a little bit a little bit difficult to kind of understand when oh, he gets no, it, really it excited and, and as much as know? he says that and i'm not trying to put like rick flair is one of my favorites of all time and i'm speaking more from a concern point of view rather than maliciously but for him to say he's never drank before a match that you can't tell me that yeah that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow yeah like Come on, that's like saying Scott Hall's never drank before a match. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you know what I mean? Or, 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 you know, rest his soul, Bobby Heenan. That Bobby Heenan hasn't drank before he, he went on air. Like, yeah. there, No, that's it. There was somebody There was somebody that I was looking at, uh, I heard the other day, 
uh, oh, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. I went to uh, I went to see him at uh, it was a Comedy Works thing. So basically, yeah. he came. He had an open mic, and he was talking about the business. It was awesome, awesome experience. I have pictures with him. I have his nice. autograph. Amazing guy. I made him laugh too. That was that was that was funny. But like, I made him laugh on stage also, kind of deal, like in nice. front of a bunch of people. So that that was really cool. I wish I had that on video, but I don't. Anyhow, uh, we were chatting and stuff, and he was. I told him, I said, "Hey, tell the uh, tell the Royal Rumble uh, hangover story, you know, because he was really hungover for the 1992 Rumble, I want to say, or 91 Rumble, where he was in there for like uh, I don't remember 50, 50 something minutes or yeah, 60 minutes. Yeah, almost for the whole Rumble. Yeah, and he was super hungover for that because, and he mentioned the fact he's like, I never had a drink before my match. I took, I was going to work. I took my work very serious. So. When he said that, I was like, okay, now that's that's interesting because now I know they're two different characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but some people don't work and play, you know? Maybe Ric Flair was one of those guys. I mean, he did take – wrestling is, was his life, always will be. Um, so I wouldn't be completely surprised if that turned out to be true because – Maybe he just always wanted to be on his game because he knew that's what was going to bring him the I most money. Where, I can see where you're coming from, definitely. That's my only my yeah. only tidbit that I'd like I, to throw in there. I definitely could see that. And one last thing before we go. Uh, couldn't have a podcast without talking about Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, NXT yeah. did do a 10-bell salute in the Lowell um, house show yesterday. And WWE, as much as their little package they did over... Uh, this past week, I was expecting a 10-bell salute there, and they didn't do it on Raw or SmackDown. Do you think that the fact that they had Raw and SmackDown, that they didn't, that they just chose not to do it on Raw because they figured they'd have to do it on SmackDown as well, or what was what? What do you think the reasoning was that they didn't do the 10-bell salute for Heenan? I don't know. In, in my opinion, they, they he he was such a a big influence, you know. Uh, he was the flagship for um, commentary uh, managers around the world. Like he was such a big influence on everything that he did and touched. He was just amazing for a guy that looked as awkward as he did. I sometimes I couldn't take my eyes off of him in in some weird way. You mm-hmm. know, I always wanted to see what he was going to do next. What is he looking at? What's going on? Yeah. What is he going to say? And like I, I as much as. Um, it's not traditional. They should have just did it for both of the shows. And if you ask me, have especially both rosters the, out there and just have the ten bell yeah, salute. Yeah, hundred percent. He deserves nothing uh, less than that, in my opinion. Um, amongst what they also did, like they should have put. It's a three-hour show. Put in, put in that, put in the two minutes. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's gonna give you a hard time there's gonna be no whiplash whatsoever well, i was so upset that. seeing kurt angle come out and i'm like what what you're not talking about bobby what like, is that you know i yeah, agree with you man i was upset and, there uh, and i'm thinking like uh and i i, I understand they have added uh, a collection on the wwe network now for bobby heenan but yeah but they, they needed to do something that night have everybody yeah. out there like uh what was the last big one they, they did, did it for dusty they did it for dusty, dusty they did it for hot rod like mm-hmm. I think they should have done it for Heenan. And before we wrap guess, it up here, I want to know your best Heenan moment. I know there's like, many. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, there's a few of them. Okay, all right. 
Um, one I'm gonna say is his reaction when Ric Flair won that won that Royal Rumble. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I love. I loved his reaction. I loved like his whole character throughout the whole Rumble. Oh, Rick's gonna come up. Oh, Rick's still in the ring. Uh, you know, he was just amazing. I loved every minute of that. And I like. I loved seeing him backstage in the interview when Ric Flair was like with a tear in my eye. You know, whole everything was just perfect in my opinion. Um, I this is a really really tough one. Uh, I really for one that sticks in my mind forever is obviously the. WrestleMania nine when he comes out on, on the, the on the cam- on the camel, on the camel yeah. backwards. Definitely. Um I thought that was hilarious. And he and he falls over and, and the uh the toga goes over him. It's uh, you know, and, and the wreath over his head. Everything was just was I don't know, man. There's there's so many uh that I can I can talk about, but those two come to mind. Yeah. What about you? For me it has to be primetime wrestling, him and monsoon on oh, the, yeah. on the yacht. When he has that outfit with the like the captain's hat and he's got the jacket and him and Monsoon are just there. And then they I believe they filmed extra stuff for like a Coliseum home video where they hosted a Coliseum home video as well on that yacht. And like this was a like I I I can't remember the last time like I like I, I watched some clips not too long ago after his death, obviously, but there was one clip where him and Monsoon were like falling out of their chairs mm. and the boat was going and they were, and it was just hilarious and the other one has to be first episode of Raw where he's trying to get in and Sean Moon oh, won't let him yeah. in the door and he dresses yeah. up as that Jewish guy he dresses <laughs> up as a woman and there he's like I need to get in and that right there always sticks in my mind Heenan oh that's a good one when he dressed up as the lady, like first episode of Raw, such a historic moment. Still remember it to this day. That's a good one. I can't believe that one slipped my mind. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of like one liners that he said, you know, one time he was like, Hey, hey pal, how, uh, how many years you've been uh, married to your wife? 21. Well, you know, if you would have uh, killed her, you would have been out by out of prison by now or something <laughs> like that. I was laughing at that. Another time was in WCW. Um, where Alex Wright comes out to the ring, and you know he had that dance. I don't know yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. Of course, about. of course. And then I Wonder just remember, Kid. yeah, Wonder Kid. And he Josh had that, that Kid. dance, and you know he was like really, you know, pretty boy, sort of like almost Vanilla Ice looking back then. Whatever, where you get the crazy, the crazy hair and whatever. And then like uh, he's doing his dance on on the on the ramp on the uh, and also on the uh, the ringside there. And uh, Bobby Heenan's like, come on, get in the ring. This isn't Chippendales. And I <laughs> laughed so hard when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Like, so and the, the, there's so many. There's so oh, many. Oh, yeah. When he, when he ripped uh, back when uh, Lawler and um, Brett, they had their whole uh, feud. He came up with one about Stu Hart <laughs> where all of his kids, except three, only used the litter box. <laughs> um, yeah, only three of them were trained to use a litter box. I remember he said something about um, what's his name, uh, the tugboat. Tugboat. But it was, yeah. it was no, you, you know what slows down a tugboat? Twinkies and Hostess cupcakes or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so many of them. So many of them. No, I, I want to ask you: Did they actually do one for Gorilla Monsoon in that? Because. I wonder if it's just—is it a wrestling thing that they only do the the ten bells for, or what? Um, like wrestlers. I'm just trying to think now that now that we brought it no, up. No, they like, did. They didn't do one to. No. 
Um, do you, that's the only other reason I could think of why no, they didn't no, do no. it. No, no, no. They did do one. For, I'm looking right now. They did do one for Gorilla. They did? Yeah. So, honestly, I mean, if anybody in the business deserved it, be him, no? They did one for Paul Bearer. Oh, yeah, yeah, they Lord did. Lord Alfred Hayes they did one for. Like, no offense to Lord Alfred, but Heenan, Alfred Hayes, come on. No, you can't compare the two. Yeah. They did one for Vern Gagne, and he's not even, like, he was AWA. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I think they uh, I think they dropped the ball on that, and I, I would have much rather seen that instead of what we got. It was nice, I'm not going to lie, but there's just something impersonal a little bit about just seeing, like, okay, video footage is cool. Don't get me wrong. I like the tribute stuff. They excellent job, entertainment mm -hmm. value and everything. Um, you know, pulls them to heartstrings and everything. But, you know, to, to, for them to post tweets and, you know, sometimes there's spelling mistakes in there. And it's just like, it's embarrassing. Like, a guy of that caliber, like, get these people together. Say, hey, send me a little 30-second clip of your favorite Bobby Heenan story or what you liked about the guy and put that in they, a package They, they actually did record video that night, oh, they though. They do have video footage that night from the WWE superstars, I know that. So I don't know if that's coming. How come I didn't see that? That's no, no, so weird. no it, I don't know if that's coming for a network special or what. Mm, they did record okay. it though. I do know that for a fact. They did record backstage interviews that night. So I think they should have show. Like I think they should have had that ready though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, when, what he died? When did he die? Was it on? Uh, I, I was filming my video. It must have been what? Uh, oh, was it? It was Sunday. Um, September seventeenth, which was the I Sunday. Believe. Yeah, yeah, he died. Yeah, Sunday. so they didn't have a lot of time to play with, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it does take time to put all that together, and I think I I got word of it like late at night, like probably. Uh, well, I don't know when it happened exactly, but I remember mm -hmm. I remember getting a it text from my buddy around eight o'clock. It happened in the afternoon because I first heard about it from yeah. Mean Gene's Facebook. Because he shared, yeah, that's it. Uh, he shared uh, it from Bobby's daughter. That's a tough one too. I mean, it, yeah. here, here, here we are on the flip side of it. I'm just being like, you know, human for a yeah. sec. Yeah. Um, as much as I would love to see that on Monday Night Raw with the time factor, and we couldn't really expect like, okay, well, he died, so hey, I need you to do this. Like, you got to give people time to grieve too and stuff. Yeah, maybe. no, I, to I totally know what you're saying. But, but, but at the same all that time, to say, though, the ten, the ten bell thing. At least they should have done that. The I same agree. time, though, they had, uh, you know, that day that Ric Flair, everybody thought was gonna die that Monday. They were ready yeah. for his death that day on Raw. If they had to put together a video package. Wow, really? They were ready for that that day. So wow. at the same time, they work pretty fast. Well, they do, I guess. They huh? have a You're whole right. team who does that stuff. So, mm. you know what I mean? So, regardless, yeah, you know, may the man rest in peace. One of the greatest, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, yeah. We're going to wrap it up here. We've been uh, going for a good 96 minutes. It's been a great chat. Mountie's Corner, you need to tell us where we could find you and plug away. Well, there's a bunch of places you can find me, boys. Uh, obviously, YouTube. Look up Mounties Corner. You can't miss me. I'm the one with the Ultimate Warrior face paint <laughs> and the tassels and everything. 
So come on in, join the fun. I do all kinds of different videos. I do reaction videos. I do funny WWE skits, old school and new school. Um, I do prediction videos. He I do also fan does giveaways. I do giveaways, exactly. I actually did one at 500 subscribers, so I'll be, I'll be doing another one pretty soon. Uh, that's where you can find me on YouTube as far as Instagram's concerned. It's Mounties, so M-O-U-N-T-I-E-S underscore corner. Can't miss me there, same style. And also on Twitter, at Mounties Corner. Uh, and there's a Facebook page as well. So everything you can find, it's always the same same handle, same username. The only difference is on Instagram, there's an underscore between the two. But yeah, come check me out on all those. I interact with each and every one of my subscribers. I do giveaways um and i you know i do different podcasts different youtubers i'm starting to collab which i'm very grateful to have the opportunity to do that with you tonight so thanks again yeah no problem anytime we got to do this again uh it was a great chat we got to really dive deep into this upcoming no mercy pay-per-view and i i really think that we should do this again for the next pay-per-view dive really deep into it yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. No problem, man. So Definitely. it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again. And, uh, you know, I hope some of your audience can maybe come check out my stuff. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they like what they see. I, I, I and I urge everybody who's uh, who's watching or listening or whatever, however you're you're hearing this. I urge you to go, you know, go into your YouTube machine there. Type in Mounties Corner. Give it a subscribe hit that notification bell because when the Mountie, I have my notification bell on when Mountie makes a new video. So Mountie <laughs> can tell you, I'm in the comments there too. So you, you are, know, I'm a fan. So I'm a fan there too. Yeah, so I, I you, try to keep it fresh. I try to keep it yes. funny for my audience. Uh, they're not like super long videos. Some I put a lot of effort into it, guys. He Honestly, does. I he does put a lot some, of effort into his videos. He sometimes has props, costumes. The reaction videos uh, is what you want to see. So whenever there's something that happens on any WWE event and you're thinking how does somebody else react to that did they react the same way I did just type in Mountie's Corner I want to say he already has his video up so yeah, pretty much I mean yeah. I'm pretty quick to do it and yeah. and the difference there's no difference between me watching it live like that and me filming myself that is exactly how I am the other day I did one and uh and my fiance didn't even know if I was recording that's how that's how animated I am when I watch this. I'm that passionate about it. And I just said, oh, I'm going to capture this on film just to see how ridiculous I look. So far, so good. There we go. Anyways, we're going to sign off here on the Heal by Nature Talking Heal podcast, episode six. Hope everybody enjoyed it. As always, if you're on YouTube, DDT that like button, subscribe, hit the notification icon to be notified of new videos, and have a great day. Rip them. Yeah.